touchdown. For Beck, the rookie from Boomer. He grew up in Garfield, New Jersey, 10 minutes from Giants Stadium. A short of a first down Wayne Kramer. Kramer was able to work free. What a move by Wayne Kramer. Absolutely unbelievable. You're talking about a kid who is just all heart. Welcome to the Underdog Jets podcast with Wayne Corbett and Robbie Sabo. Welcome back, Jets fans, to the Underdog Jets podcast with Wayne Corbett. And this is the week of the Super Bowl. It's finally here. We just experienced the first weekend with no NFL since when? July? Uh, a lot of people were struggling. I heard it. I saw it. It's it's what happens. You know, you, you get addicted and then the withdrawals come and you just got to do it all over again next year. But one more game, Rams, Bengals. Bengals are finally back there. Rams get back after losing to the Pats a couple of years ago. They've been to a bunch of Super Bowls now, if you, if you include the 70s, the St. Louis Rams with Kurt Warner. So they've had a pretty good showing. We'll get into that. Uh, but first, we'll talk about Braxton Berrios, a little free agency. It's rumored today, I believe it was Samini, Rich Samini of ESPN, that Berrios is looking at a number around $9 million a year in terms of what he's looking for. And listen, he's an independent contractor. He should try to get the most he can on the open market. That's his job. But it's created a discussion. Is he worth that? And the fans talk about it. The pundits talk about it. But one man who has a different view on the matter, and appropriately so, is Wayne. Wayne Corbett, how are you today? I'm doing great. You? Yeah, pretty good. You know, um, talking about this burial situation, I know you come at it a little differently than I may, I might, or someone else might, or even the, the beat reporters or the talking heads on TV. What is your thoughts and feelings about what Berrios is asking for the rumor? And again, it's just a report. We have no idea what's true, but what's your thoughts about this whole process? Right. As you say, it's, it's a report, you know, until you hear it from the person's mouth, you're not sure where it's coming from. Obviously you just said there's no game this past week. So what are they going to do? They right. got to create news, you know, stir up some interest in the Jets and in, in the NFL news. Um, as far as the way I approach it, when you asked me to discuss this, the biggest unwritten rule in the NFL locker room is do not count someone else's money. You don't talk about contracts, how much they're making compared to you or anything like that. So, you know, that's my stance. I'm not going to question how much he wants and how he wants it and compare to, you know, where he compares in the league to kickoff returners or slot receivers or number one, number whatever it is. You know, if that's what he wants, that's that's what he wants. Um, you know, if that's what he thinks he's worth, then that's it. You know, and the decision's based on on if he wants to stay, you know, in, in New York or not. I mean, people don't know that. I mean, he's got a great, you know, fan base here. You know, they, they love to cheer for him and, and, and watch him play. But if he wants to go somewhere else, that's his prerogative, too. You know, his, we don't know his family situation, his life situation, or where he wants to be in the country. Or who he wants to play for. So, um, you know, if he wants to be a starter or just a slot, there's just a lot of variables. So as far as him, you know, hearing that he's asking for that, that's fine. Like I said, uh, 
God bless him if if he if he can get what he wants. If that's you know if that's it, but uh, hopefully he ends up in green and white for the uh, long term. Yeah, I think a lot of people think about it in terms of just money. Where okay, the Jets better offer the most because if they offer the most, they'll get him. That, that's not the case. I mean, this isn't Madden. You know, the off season addition with Madden with the franchise mode. It, when I remember, which was years ago, I don't know if it's still this way. If you offered the free agent the most money, you'd get that guy. It doesn't work that way in real life. Uh, and like you said, he's valuable to the Jets. Jets fans really love him. Uh, so it should be an interesting starting point to the offseason in terms of free. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, you don't know what's going on in the guy's life where he wants to be. He could have just built a house somewhere else or built a house here and wants to be here, or, you know, tax free states. Mm-hmm. I mean, you take it, there's a lot of different factors. You just, you know, the guys beloved in, in New York, which is, um, you know, plus for the, for the Jets resigning him. So uh, we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. You know, then you got to look at what they're looking at in the draft. I see, um, you know, some of the people saying they're looking at the Drake London guy from USC with their second pick and this receiver, that receiver. So, you know, there's a lot of factors that, that come into it. Um, you don't know what they're going to do with the picks. You know, as far as I'm hearing, there's, there's no franchise quarterback, no immediate starter at quarterback in the draft. So people are going to be less inclined to try to move up to the top five positions because there's no quarterback to come and get. So, like I said, a lot, lot to go into it. They're just starting out with the talks. So, um, like I said, man, it, whatever he, whatever he's comfortable getting, I hope he gets it. Yeah, same here. And the only thing I'll say, we'll we'll cap it. The only thing I'll say about this is I think it's important. I think Douglas knows he's a value-driven general manager who's very wary about the cap, but I think he knows that he has to do uh, the right thing in terms of the Berrios negotiations because it fits the culture. You know, he's that hardworking guy and you got to reward those guys, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, you want, well, you like to keep, you know, some consistency you know, bring the same core players back. Yeah. But, uh, you know, as far as my situation, I've, I've mentioned before, when my contract was coming up after year four, five, whatever it was, just the, the conversation was, you know, Mr. Johnson, do you want me here? Yes. Uh, you know, do you want me to be? Here? Yes, I want to be there. And it's like, that was it. I was like, I, I would like to get the contract structured this way with this money. And, you could make the whole thing look a certain way, but I just kind of want this here. You can give me, and if it's to work out, it's going to work out. It just, you know, depends on how uh, much each one is, you know, to give into the other's demands, but, you know, hopefully they could both walk away from it smiling, thinking they got the best deal. No doubt. No doubt. Um, Super Bowl, you know, the senior bowl has been happening this week. There's been a lot of chatter about the receivers, especially like you said, and that's where the report came from with Samini. He's down there in mobile. Uh, but the Super Bowl, you know, it's an interesting matchup, right? We got Joe Burrow, the cigar smoker, celebratory cigar smoker himself, like MJ in the locker room. First time on the scene. He just shoots out of nowhere his senior year at LSU against the Rams with McVay and Cooper Cup and Stafford and OBJ. It's an interesting matchup from a lot of perspectives because – I mean, when you look at the four units, you got to think the worst unit of all four is the Bengals defense. Yet the Bengals defense was tremendous in the second half against Kansas City. I give that defensive coordinator, uh, his name is escaping me, Anarumo or something like that. Tons of credit. He did a lot of great things. Um, but when you're looking at those four units, Wayne, you know, what do you think in terms of matchups? Yeah, well, 
you didn't even mention the matchups. You said it's uh, you know, Burrow versus Stafford. Yeah, well, with offense. No, it's it's Burrow versus Donald and Von Miller and Jalen Ramsey. That's the matchup. Can they uh can they hang with that? Can they put enough points up against them to uh counteract uh, you know Stafford, what he's gonna do to the Bengals defense? So yeah, it's a tough matchup. It's definitely a tough matchup, but teams have showed that can they can throw and move the ball on the Rams, even so. So uh we'll see. Burrow has that swagger that not a lot of young guys have. And uh, he just doesn't care. You can see how he dresses and he's smoking the cigars and what he says. And you gotta like that. He's carefree like that, and he believes in himself and he believes in his team. And because of that, he is going to be getting back to these playoffs and championship games for, for a long time in his career if they uh, surround him with the right people. Yeah, he strikes me as a guy who's never afraid to fail, right? Like, like yeah, that's he's, uh, yeah, he's um, confident. And how can you go against that? How can you say anything bad about him? You know, he's you know put up or shut up, and he's putting up, man. He's he's got the results. He's got the statistics. He's got everything going for him, and you know, no one thinks they could do it. And sometimes that's the best position in, in the world to be when you're an underdog. But before we wrap it up, I'm going to ask for your Super Bowl pick, but not quite yet. Um, Cup, how much have you seen of Cooper Cup? He's he's an excellent route runner. He's one of the best receivers in the league. Have you seen a lot of him this year? Yeah. I've seen a lot of them, a lot of highlights, some game film, but I actually was at the uh, Rams at Arizona uh, Monday night, uh, Monday night game. Okay. Uh, you know, towards the end of the season, just watching him, you know, live. He's a technician, some of the rocks he runs and how they use him trying to get the ball to him. Uh, it's amazing. Like I, I said, you know, in the slot, he does some things that, that I did and he's doing things that I, I never was able to do. I mean, he's an outstanding receiver, um, and he deserves all the recognition he gets this year. You know, I know he was, you know, pretty good in the beginning of his career, but now he really set himself apart as one of the top three receivers in the league, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and I had him on two or three fantasy teams this year, and he carried me, absolutely carried me. Uh, For daily fantasy owners, this is pretty much – this is it for the NFL. I mean, you'll have the NBA, you'll have – hockey still you'll have baseball starting up well we think baseball's going to start up that's a whole nother topic we'll get into in podcasts to come you know the uh the labor dispute but daily fantasy we'll, we'll cap off the podcast by looking at some daily fantasy stuff from Fanduel as i share my screen right now and uh well we'll see what wayne has to say in terms of some of the values all right, so we're looking at FanDuel here. These are all FanDuel prices, and there's that man we just talked about, Cooper Cup at 16000 And because this is a one-game uh, daily, it, it's the standard FanDuel five-man roster with one MVP, which gets 1.5 points. Um, it's still early in the week, but we wanted to get Wayne's thoughts on some of these prices. Uh, what, what do you think when you first when you're first putting together a one-game daily fantasy roster – do you have any uh, strategies or theories in terms of how you do it? Yeah, I think putting together a one uh, one game team is all about correlation. Obviously, you want to you know match um, quarterbacks with receivers. Um, not in this one, but usually it's running backs and defenses. But you know it, you're not going to be able to get everybody you want. I certainly think you need to have Burrow and Stafford uh, in the lineup. Right. But at that point, 
you obviously can't get Jamar Chase and Cooper Cup. So where do you go lower? Do you go from Jamar to T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, or do you go from Cooper to, you know, Odell and Tyler Higby? I mean, there's a lot of decisions to make, but I can't see the winning team not having both quarterbacks. Right. Uh, but if obviously if you think one team gets ahead, you want to go with the other team's running back, thinking they're going to be running out the clock and taking the air out of the ball a little bit. But in this, in this, um, you know, way you do things, you do have to find some lower salaried guys that you think could uh, make a play. They don't have to do much for for being cheap. You know, if they just need to fall across the end zone, you know, like a Sony Michelle or somewhere like that, uh, to kind of like, you know, make their price. So, um, and. And also on FanDuel, you have kickers. And as you've yep. seen, the Bengals kicker uh, has done well this year, um, especially winning the games. So um, I don't know. I, obviously, you know, Tyler Boyd, it's you have up there is cheap, but I don't know if he'll have enough volume to uh, to have the winning lineup. I mean, he could be something you put in, in the flex. But as far as the uh-huh. captain, I certainly think you have to have one of the quarterbacks. Yeah, see, it's it's so tough. Like you told me this too once before. You have to be different. Yeah. You know, like you said, one of the lower price guys. You have to be different. So in this game, who is that guy? Um, yeah. It, it, so it's really all about that because if you have the same roster as everyone else, you're not going to get anywhere. Yeah, I'm looking at the screen right now. Didn't Blanton fall in the end zone in one of the playoff games? Yes. I mean, you don't know how that's going to happen. He gets you seven, eight points at the, at the bare minimum. I, I see uh, Tyler Higby has a you know question mark next to him, so you don't know if he's playing. Uh, and also, another guy who could – it's half-point PPR on FanDuel. I felt DraftKings easier. But a guy like Joe Mixon who can catch passes as well as a, as well as a run ball. So, I don't know. I mean, you got Sonny Michelle or Cam Akers. Um, but you definitely want Chase or Cooper if you could fit one of them in there. Uh, but I played Joe Mixon all year. Uh, and he's certainly a guy that, you know, if they get down there, you know, they can call his number twice. So, uh, I mean, who's under 10? Th- yeah, you might go um, T. Higgins instead of Jamar. He had some big games this year, and, you know, he's getting double-digit targets. So, um, you know, that's a factor. If Jalen's on Jamar Chase, um, where are they going to look to go? Right. Um, I mean, you got 9,000 left. I mean, what could you possibly look then, you know? Boyd or McPherson. See, right now, if for those listening, Burrow is in the captain spot because I'm kind of going over this in my head. The, can the Bengals' offensive line handle the Rams' defensive front? That's the big question. Right. I don't know. So can they run against him? I don't know. Will the Rams hop out to an early lead? If that's the case, you want to go Akers and some Bengals receivers. So that's kind of where my mind was. Right. But – Again, who do you take? Right now, Burrow's in the captain. Then you got Stafford, Akers, and Higgins. And Akers is actually questionable right now. I didn't even know he was had a designation this week. I'd have to look at that. But um, Akers, Higgins, Stafford with Burrow as the captain, who's that fifth guy? That's what we're kind of mulling over. Could it be McPherson, Boyd? I don't mind taking a kicker on a team that might be able to get down in the red zone but not punch it in. Sure. Obviously, I think that would – Favor taking the uh, Cincinnati kicker. But if you get Akers out of there, um, mm-hmm. I mean, what can you fit? Can you fit a receiver for Stafford? We could do. I say put Odell in there because, you know, when we uh, we were setting our lineups in the, in the playoff games, and even that Monday night game at Arizona, I said, this is the kind of guy who shows up when the lights are brightest. 
Yes. And, and he's not the number one either. He's, he's the number two. Right. So, you know, he showed up in that, that Monday night game I was at and he did last week. So, I mean, then who are you looking at? Maybe, you know, Burrow, who can he throw to? Higgins? Oh, no, I see Higgins would be too expensive. $500 over right now. It would have right. to be Boyd. No, you got to have Higgins. You got to have, like, one of the top receivers there. All right, so if we go Higgins, we got to take McPherson out. Now, you see if you can get a, you know, pass catcher for uh, for Burrow. Then it has to be t- – t- then it, it should be Boyd. Yeah. So Boyd and Higgins figuring yeah. it down? Listen, that could be a, a – you know, a dupe lineup many times over, but the fact that you have Odell instead of Cooper and both Cincinnati receivers instead of Jamar Chase right. makes it, you know, um, you know, a little less likely. The only problem is we uh, bottomed out with zero remaining salary. So uh, that makes it tough. You always want to get even leave two thousand, three thousand dollars sometimes to be a little more unique. But uh, if you're looking for a cash lineup, uh, that's a good lineup. And if you just tweak it there and there with who, you know, maybe you put someone different in the captain, um, just kind of like do five or six lineups and just kind of mix them up. You could throw both kickers in there. Um, so the, the biggest thing I'm looking at, because, you know, you have how many, 800,000 uh, entries. I mean, to, yes. to throw a ship that is nearly impossible unless you're taking it like a guy like Van Jefferson or, Samari, you know, Perrine, he scores. I mean, you don't know. Yes. But I'm looking at on FanDuel Sportsbook, you know, some of the game props. Okay. Um, interesting stuff is obviously the top MVP odds are for Stafford and Burrow, uh, plus 120, plus 230. But you look at Cooper Cup, plus 550. I don't think um, there's only one receiver to ever win the MVP in the Super Bowl, right? Mm. I don't know. It hasn't who was it? Did Edelman win it? Edelman won it. I don't yeah. know how many other times. It's not. It's not often, but Edelman won it. Yeah. You look at uh, you know, Burrow takes a lot of sacks. So you're looking at the defenders. Uh, Aaron Donald could completely take over a game, but statistically doesn't show as much with him getting double, triple teeth. But you look at Von Miller. He won the uh, MVP years back with Denver. Mm-hmm. He's like plus. I don't know, plus 4,000. You take a shot at him, Joe Mixon's plus 4,000. You don't you don't know if that's a possibility, but, I mean, if you want to take a swing and try to, like, really uh, turn your money around, that's uh, something you could take a shot on the coin to us always. Yeah. But the thing I was looking at was the um, – not just the MVP. There's props. Um, one was for – the, the one I saw, the best one, you know, goes first touchdown, first, second touchdown. The best one I saw was plus 200 was Cooper and Jamar to uh, equal 200 yards uh, receiving. And I think okay. that's just uh, absolute no-brainer for the both. It's the both of them to, uh, to be combined 200 yards. I mean, they could go for 300 yards between the two of those guys. It's one of uh, one of the the game props, but there's all different ones. Um, you could go against a quarterback winning the MVP, which is then as likely. But I think if you're going to any receiver combinations, you know that's the one cup and chase, and just pick a guy that you think could fall in the end zone. Like yeah. I said, a, you know, Perrine guy or you know 
Azumu, the tight end. Tony um, Michelle. Yeah, Tony Michelle. Um, if Cam, especially if Cam Akers is playing, you don't know if he's going to get hurt mid game or something like that. But Tony Michelle could find the end zone. So, but if I'm taking the spread, I mean, yeah, it's at minus four right now. Uh, over under is 80 or 48 and a half is the over under. All right. If I'm watching the game, there's no way I'm going to bet the under in a game I'm watching. I'm hoping <laughs> for a shootout, hoping for excitement. So I certainly not saying I favor the over, but that's what I would take if I'm watching the game and just, just stack as many combinations as you can with, with touchdowns for the game. Uh, the, the toughest one is the first touchdown. Yes. Um, the first touchdown, because, you know, if I put a parlay together and that first one doesn't hit your whole day shot. Um, but just a straight up first touchdown bet, take one of the quarterbacks, you know, they're plus a couple thousand, you know, for Stafford or Burrow to, to score, you know, it could be a QB sneak. You could have Stafford rolling out, you know, a naked boot. I mean, any one of these quarterbacks can run it in. They're both good runners. You know, don't just take a guy who's, you know, plus, you know, plus two, 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 uh, 200 to go in, take right. a guy, you know, you can have fun with it. If he gets in there, you, you know, seriously make some serious cash. So that's that's what I would do, you know, just for the fun of it. I won't bet a lot of money on it. I don't revise that, but you know, have fun with it with the MVP. But certainly, the the best prop I saw was Cooper and um, Chase to combine for two hundred plus yards receiving. When I think easily they both go over hundred yards. Yeah, I think so too. It's you know, Cooper will get you a lot of yards. And even though they have Jalen Ramsey, the Rams, Chase will still do damage. You know, yeah. these guys, you can't cover receivers in today's game. And in the, in the playoffs, the refs call less penalties. So, uh, yeah, I, I agree. That one's huge. What about the national anthem? Does FanDuel have the national anthem? One of those goofy well, how long it'll be? Yeah, yeah. Here's an interesting one. What? Last play of the game to be a quarterback, Neil. Mm. Yes, it's minus 200. No, is plus 165. Last play of the game, will it be a quarterback kneel? It's minus 200. I wonder what the percentage is of games ending in a quarterback kneel. I don't even know what the regular percentage is. I think in a game where there's no clear favorite, I think this goes down to the final drive. True. You know what I mean? I think they can go back and forth scoring. I think the last person to hold the ball – might be going for a winning score. So plus 166 for it not being a quarterback, Neil, I would those take those good. odds, you know, just having played. I can't remember, you know, I was the guy always, you know, 15 yards back for, a, you know, QB Neil victory oh. formation. So I can see uh, they're definitely not being a QB Neil to uh, end the game. Yeah, especially in the modern, you know, recently Super Bowls have been much different than in the 90s right. and 80s. Like they, right. they've been exciting. They've been incredible. You can't, right. couldn't have asked for more, really. So I agree well, with you. That's a good one. Yeah. So uh, look at it this way, especially if the game goes within the last couple minutes, that's not going to happen. And certainly if it goes to overtime, there is no QB Neal. You know what I mean? Right. So right. That's a pretty interesting one. Right. The conferences have been pretty balanced over the last decade or two which is why we're seeing better Super Bowls. Uh, Team to score first wins the game. Mm. Yes, minus 200, no, plus 166. You know, I don't know. That's an interesting, interesting one. Um, Yeah, and and picking what exactly the score is. I mean, that's you could make hundreds of thousands of dollars if you knew that, you know what I mean? If you had the the, the sports almanac from uh, Back to the Future, 
That they, yes. That they had. Yeah. Can mop up with that situation. Yeah. Uh, Bengals 13, Rams 6 is plus 27,000. Bengals yeah. 13, Rams 7 plus 24,000. So those that gives you the idea of the kind of odds with the correct yeah. score. So those are some of the things that are just fun to look at. But as far as putting a team in with versus 800,000 entries, I wouldn't put too much money into that to just find some fun props. Find some props that you think you can win, you know, double your money, triple your money, but then find some that you could put $50 down and come back with five grand. You know what I mean? There's certainly enough to choose from on, on FanDuel Sportsbook, you know, like yeah. that. You can bet on anything. So hopefully, uh, hopefully some of you guys can cash, cash some tickets. Yep, and those Super Bowl boxes will be going strong too. You know, those old yeah. school boxes. And for daily fantasy, I mean, yeah, Wayne's right with the multi-entry ones where, you, yeah. where your odds are nothing. But, you know, throw if you're going to do some of those, you could throw like five entries in there at a lower cost, but do some single-entry ones. You know, you, your single-entry chances are much better. Um, yeah, your single-entry could be first place, you know, like 10 grand, but you got a chance to, to single it. But versus eight hundred thousand, even though it's a million dollar tournament, I mean right. the odds of solo shipping is, especially in a team with this much talent, you know, it's it's gonna be tough to have a a, a lineup that no one has. Yeah. So uh, it's fun, you know. I mean, it's gambling. It's a it's a it's a hobby. You know, I mean, it's not a pastime. It's, it's a pastime. Yeah, it's <laughs> not how you make. You know, guys make a living doing it. I understand that, but there are not a lot of them doing that you know, for us amateurs. So, uh, you know, hopefully it's just a great game. And like I said, hopefully it's a back and forth game and it's exciting come the last uh, two minutes. All right. Um, let's wrap this puppy up. Did, did you, uh, did you want to share a story about Middletown? I forgot what you said there. No, we're good. We're good now. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's, um, let's wrap this puppy up fans do us a favor the best thing you could do for us is head over to itunes on apple rate and review uh five stars leave a nice little written review for our podcast for both me and wayne uh again thank you for attending the meet and greet two weeks ago we're going to do another one in march we already have a ton of entries and we've i've already shipped out a bunch of eight by ten signed um pictures that wayne corbett has sent me so take advantage of that. Discount code 80 at jetsexfactory.com. You get a great discount at the website to become a subscriber. And we're going to be doing a lot of this stuff moving forward. Yeah, uh, looking forward to it. You know, it was a, it was a great year. Uh, talk about the season and now the last game. But uh, hopefully we'll get into some uh, free agency period um, and some great topics for future podcasts. And certainly these Q&As and fan giveaways, uh, just something to keep it, you know, the interest in uh, talking Jets football, uh, you know, in the off season. Yeah. And folks, the new league year starts in mid-March, I believe it is early March yeah. or mid-March. So it's right around the corner, free agency draft and away we go. Uh, folks, we'll catch you next time. Wayne, have a good night. You too.